0: Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of
1: decision-making.
2: Hello everyone and thanks for joining me on this glorious Tuesday evening here in, in Johannesburg. My name is Niman and I'm glad to share this space and time with you. Uh, I hope you're doing slightly better as compared to last week uh, obviously owing oh, to the easing of the lockdown uh, you know situation i I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that some of the restaurant owners are reading a bit of a relief signs as the numbers in their shops are. Hopefully, trickling in, and you're able to sit down, you know, order meals and and over a glass of wine or or a glass of beer, you know, um, and that makes a big difference in terms of um, the livelihood of those people who who for a while have been left on the ledge. Um, the reality is that we definitely need drastic actions um, in order to arrest the negative impact. Uh, you know, of COVID-19, uh, just a quick reflection in terms of what, what should be and ought to be an overarching uh, narrative, which, you know, defines how we engage. Uh, for me, it has to be what? It has to be the economic reconstruction and recovery plan of the president and we need to be asking ourselves questions as to whether uh, the needle is it, is it is it you know moving up or is it slowing down or is it regressing, um, you know, just to put a bit of substance on the economic and reconstruction uh, deli- uh, plan by the president. um, You know, some people obviously have we have literally interrogated the plan got to know the ins and outs of the plan. Uh, you know, so to some people, the plan represents a beacon of hope in that it, it addresses specific issues which people are yearning to see. On the contrary, I mean, there are other, you know, people that think um, the plan of the president is nothing but a pie in the sky. Um, I don't know what you think about that. Um, I mean, perhaps maybe just also, you know, uh, reiterate the position of some of the people who thought, you know, the the plan is a pie, it's like a pirate sky. I mean, I had a conversation last week with Herman Mashaba of Action SA, uh, uh, alongside with the UDM deputy, deputy president. Uh, his name is Lawrence Kwankwa. And I also had a conversation with Herman Pretorius, who is the executive director at the Institute of Relations. And all of these individuals uh, at, at different phases of our conversation, um, you know, pointed out that the plan is, is not working. It's not a plan. It's just a pipe dream. They spoke about, you know, what are the key performance indicators of each and every sector of the economy. They wanted to know what are the targets. They wanted to know what are the milestones. Those kinds of typical questions that anybody want to see in a strategy. Uh, but what do you think? Um well, this is your show, it's not my show. It's quite important that perhaps maybe you just go back and, and, and give us your, your, your thoughts by tuning in or by reflecting in, 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 in those particular conversations that you've had last week. But as I'm wrapping up on this particular issue, what sort of dawned to me, uh, based on those kind of conversations is the fact that, um we have not well, we are either we have either not or not in a position to harness the collective wisdom which sits in a private sector, in NGO sector, and uh, other from other political parties. A quick re- recollection on this issue, I'm sure you might remember uh, when Tumwebika was still the president. I mean, he was able to bring in, you know, the best, in my view, in the in the name of Musibidi Mangena. Who was the deputy minister of, of education at some point, and later became the minister of science and technology. And I think that was a brilliant uh, way of of recognizing that the 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 level of intellect, experience, exposure, uh, and new thinking doesn't necessarily sit within one party. And we are, we are yet to see that kind of thinking in the current administration. What do you think? I mean, don't you think we would be better off getting? Uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna, you know, pinpoint a single ministry which is either doing better or well. You know, uh, we'll get to hear later on when I engage my colleagues uh, who will be joining me online. But, but it might. Be, I think it's it's a useful thing to do uh, because it, it one over and above diversity, it also shows uh, uh, the extent to which the administration is quite keen to push an envelope by bringing in different perspective. I mean, when you listen to the Deputy President of UDM, Lawrence Conkwell, I was pleasantly surprised. He is sharp, he's focused, and, and he's knowledgeable. And, and his cry is, look, Nimrod, we have extended our olive branch, we have invited the administration to join it, but we have not got anything. And equally, him and Mashaba, I mean, like it or not, uh, he's got something going on there. Um, he also extended some kind of, a, um, olive branch, uh, and he was chastised. I think the point that I want to put forward is the need for a collective, you know, to leverage on each other's, um, you know, co- key competencies. In order to address this African challenge, but anyway, those are my views. What are you saying about it? Well, you know, do join me on uh, our SMS line three four five one nine. The Telegram is o six one eight nine one zero one five, and of course, um, you know, you can also you know uh, get a hold of us through my Twitter angle, which is at Mel nimrod. As we set in the scene to the the, the conversation that I'm going to have with my uh, with my guest in the name of Dr. Sefiso Falara, who is the CEO of PLAS94, uh, alongside with senior researcher Jason Vivius, and, of course, uh, Niki uh, Chunyana, who is the CEO of the Working Together group. Um, I just want to set the scene of this particular conversation by reflecting on unpleasant statistical mm-hmm. overview of where we're sitting as a country. When you're looking about um, 81%, uh, our debt, which is sitting is about 81%, uh, of GDP and fastly moving towards, um, uh, a 90 or so. Our debt's current debt to, to GDP is currently sitting about 4 trillion rands. And our tax revenue just over the past year is around 304 or 5 billion rands. And the reality is that if we not, if we don't get our acts together, in the next two, three years, South Africa's debt will exceed 100%, you know, to GDP. What does that mean? I mean, it's just, it's scary and for those that are, are in the know and, and those that are in the know, uh, somebody just need to, uh, I don't know what to do. They might just wake up and smell coffee. Anyway, that's my view, uh, without any waste of time, as I'm sitting in the scene because these kind of, of statistical or rather economic uh, a glimpse gives a a perspective in terms of the magnitude of issues that we have to deal with. On that note, let me welcome my guest uh, tonight. As I've indicated earlier, we've got uh, Dr. Sifiso Falala, who is the CEO of Plus94, as well as a, re- a senior researcher in the name of Jason Vivier, and of course, Nikki Shoynara. Colleagues, good evening and welcome to Pure Governance. Hi, good evening to you. Good evening. A- Thank you very much. Thank you very much, guys. I'm going to start with, uh, with, uh, Nikki. And um, could you just tell us a little bit more? Because I'm quite fascinated by the product that you have been able to put together, together with, uh, you know, uh, 94. Uh, Take us through what is, you know, the, the the together working group what is it all about and how did you conceive this uh, uh, research and tell us t- give us a bit of a background on on the kind of research or what what are its objectives okay
3: um yeah thank you good evening and good evening to the listeners um yeah the working together group um it's um, a collaboration between um you know, the big research houses or the black research houses, if I could say that. Um being plus 94, CNZ research, um, QRS research, Masutane,
0: um, Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. <laughs> Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making.
2: Hey, welcome back. Sorry about that. We had a bit of a technical okay. glitches. And you know how these things are. Okay. You know, technology has got a funny way of messing up. Uh, before we were rudely interrupted no, by, by by that particular date page, uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I was just about to give uh, Nikki Shonyan an opportunity to give us a sense of what the research uh, they've been able to put together uh, in terms of its strategic mm-hmm. objective. Nikki, can you come through?
3: Yes. Okay. Um, fine. So, the current research that we conducted, we're basically calling it um, people-centered key performance indicators. Um, and um, it's, we are doing it in, in phases. So, um, The first phase is a qualitative phase, uh, which we have started and the results of which we are going to share right now. Um, And the second phase um, is a quantitative phase, which shall be born out of, you know, the findings that we we already have out of the qualitative phase. So basically it's a qualitative primary uh, kind of study. Um, And we understand you and we know that uh, KPIs are basically matrices which measure how well an organization um, is performing against its objectives, you know, and and um, what gave birth to this particular research is, is also realizing that, you know, um, as a country, and th- there seems to be a disparity of what government is doing in its programs, in its policies, in in you know in, in its uh, service delivery, and what the people are, are looking for, and this is evidenced, um, as we can see by by the protests. And that we are seeing in many communities, and and mainly also becoming violent in the end, um, yeah, and and also just just the the, the basic discount uh, uh, unhappiness. Let me put it that, the unhappiness of the people, you know, of where we are as a country. You've mentioned economic issues, there's security issues, there's health issues right now. So there's a lot of uncertainty of what's going on um, in the country. So then. Um, the qualitative phase of the study the objectives were to find out from the people of south africa and the citizens what are their priorities you know um and secondly what do they want the the, the, the the national executive or the cabinet and uh, uh, priorities to be and to focus on and also how will those priorities that are identified be tracked be measured how will we know um, if the, the 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 government departments or the ministries have performed uh, according to what the, the measures that we have set, you know, and um, you know, we feel that it, it, of the government but, looking at previous programs that have been uh, implemented and currently the NTP, very um, really n- none of those have. Um, are not backed by clear KPIs, and which is why it's difficult to track and and, uh, progressively see how well we're doing against the objectives set by the NDP, for example, who don't know how far we are, are reaching the goals and so on. But be that as it may, so this study is basically looking at the people, what do the people want and expect from the government and how do they expect the government to be measured and what their services are. And the basic finding um, basic climate, um uh, a, 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 a deliver on for the for you as a people of South Africa.
2: All right. Um, no, no, a, no. no, thank you very much for the for that oh, update. Sorry. Nikki, thank yeah. you very much for that update. What I'm picking up from what you're saying is that you have gone mm-hmm. about um uh you know uh, conducting a research under which, which which looks at the 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 national key you know key performance indicators of government officials mm-hmm. and you juxtapose that with the what the ordinary South africans would like to see um as That's to correct. exactly as to um how the official position of the kpis as well as what is coming out from your research by way of looking or Looking at or talking to ordinary South Africans in a nutshell, is this what this thing is all about?
3: Definitely, it is what it's uh, that is what it's all about. Um, Yeah. So I'll I'll talk a little bit about what is coming out from um, our research, and then um, you know my colleague would then talk about you know the the comparison between um, the the KPIs that have been set by the president for um his cabinet for our cabinet versus what the people are saying they, they are needing or expecting from Not thing through
2: Thank you for that. Let me bring in uh, Dr. Falala on this score on this note. Um, Dr. Falala, um what I've picked up from Nikki is the fact that you have looked at government official government key performance indicators but for different ministers or ministries. Okay, and then conducted, um, you know, research on a basis of what is official and it juxtaposed what is official with what is coming out from the research. Um firstly, what, what, what are the highlights, uh, based on what you've observed as the, as the, the findings are coming out, Dr. Falana?
1: Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Mbele. Um, the people out there are looking for specific, tangible, realizable things such as having efficient essential services such as housing, water, electricity. They also want jobs. Uh, We know that uh, the situation is difficult now with the pandemic, but they want jobs and they also want equal opportunities in the places that they are employed. As far as education is concerned, they want it to be accessible, affordable, but also meaningful in terms of relevant and being able to afford them employment opportunities as opposed to being education that has nominal value. In other words, it's just the certificate that you get and nothing else. Healthcare as well, they want good healthcare, quality healthcare, accessible, affordable and they want to be safe um, in their homes, in the streets, in the places where they are, and uh, gender equality should be guaranteed to all. Um, They want the to be ethical and accountable, and uh, public transport to work and be reliable, and to have a stimulus package for the economy. So these are very specific things. And what I noticed is a big difference between what – the people want or the people's KPIs, if one can call them that, as opposed to the official KPIs, which are the signed um, performance areas uh, for cabinet ministers, is that the people's KPIs tend to be very specific and probably easier to, to measure, as in, for example, I would like to get a job or I would like cheaper electricity or more affordable water. Whereas when you look at the official KPIs, they are very broad, and they tend to address, in some cases, public works programs. Um, the, the Department of Bas- Basic Education, for instance, they will address the post-school education and training, um, training for example. And the police ministry might address things other than for example, ensuring that people are safe, that women are safe and that children are, are safe. So the, the main um, di- difference is that the people's KPIs are more tangible and more measurable, whereas the performance contracts tend to be very abstract, very broad, and to have a lot of detail. And, and we've just been wondering, perhaps we can explore this a little bit more, how Cabinet is going to assess itself in terms of the, the things that have been signed, because it, it looks like quite a, a big mountain cl- to climb to actually quantify some of these things.
2: Thank you very much for that insight, Dr. Falala. Interestingly, you're saying the, KP, the people's KPIs are more specific. You know, this is what the quantums we want, and this is how we want them. And the, the official uh, you know KPIs are very vague and broad, um but what is the downside of a vague and broad um in the KPIs in terms of accountability does that not lend itself in 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 um all lot of excuses from the ministers when they are brought to book
1: um look yeah it's 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 you could say that i mean if you've got for instance something that says um we want a responsive uh, post-school education and training system. So you can say that's quite specific that we'll have a system, but what is a responsive system, responsive to what and by how much. So it becomes very, very, very hard to, to measure. And at the same time, um, it's not clear exactly how it's going to be measured. There's an attempt to, to explain, but it doesn't go into details. We are probably in a slightly better place than where we were, where we didn't have these signed performance agreements. Uh, now we have them, but we just don't know how they will be enforced given the vague, broad, and sometimes even obtuse manner of these performance agreements. Um, people want simple things um, that can be delivered. Mm-hmm. So if they say they want more visible Policing. They want police that respect them, respect offenders, and also respect the the public. Um, they want professional and efficient service, and, and so on. It's very clear, and one can quantify that. So there's a real difference. I think the, the state has a lot of work to do in terms of not only specifying, but stating who exactly is going to measure the cabinet ministers against uh, these criteria.
2: Well, thank you very much for that. Um, I want to bring in um, Jason here because I'm um, obviously at this rate, you already got some uh, uh, insight as to where the wind is blowing. Perhaps maybe we may start, you know, uh, one ministry or one department up to a point where we have a good sense of where the wind is blowing. Um, we're just about to go to the break. Uh, Jason? Um, As we gravitate towards a a, a break, because we need to take an ad break, I want you to give us a sense of, as we go in, as you obviously unpacking some of the findings per department, per ministry, what is emerging uh, and and, and how best to take it forward. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second.
1: Hi FM,
0: your station of choice since 2008 governance, making sense of doing business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus 94 Research, the science of decision making.
2: Welcome back. It is now 29 after um, 29 to 7 o'clock. It's amazing our time fly especially when you have fun. Uh, if you have just joined us, I'm joined online by the CEO of Plus94, Dr. Sifiso Falala, uh, the senior researcher, Jason uh, Vivius, and Nikki Shunyane, who is the CEO of Working Together Group. And we are unpacking a Research report, which they have conceived, uh, particularly around the juxtaposition of what is the official key performance indicators and the so-called people's indicators. The people's indicators, it finds expression in the, the outcomes of views expressed by ordinary South Africans. Before we went to the break, uh, uh, I said to Vivian, give us a sense of what, what, what sort of uh, take core messaging are we getting from, say, for an example, we may start with, uh, we may start with, uh, Department of, of Housing, for an example, because it's, it's among the first essential services, which is, which was highlighted, um, uh, as, as critical
0: importance. What is emerging from that end? Uh, good evening. Thanks, Doc. Um, so when we get into the specific ministries, we essentially we asked the respondents to mention which ministries they felt were um essential to the performance of government and the ministry of housing is is not one of the um ministries that were were mentioned but adequate housing is definitely a KPI that was mentioned and the sort of um specific goals like we said specific um um, KPIs do come out of this from the people-centered ones. Specific answers they gave when they're speaking about housing would be the reduction of the number of homeless citizens. So that's what we mean when we say they're very tangible. We actually want to know when we measure the amount of homeless citizens, they're less than they were. And then there's an increase in low-cost housing initiatives and the a reduction in the number of informal settlements and or squatter camps. So when we speak about housing in particular, those are the sort of KPIs that come out.
2: Okay, great stuff. Let's talk about education, the more popular one. Education, um, as well as safety, because those are those seems to be more of popular ministries
0: Mm -hmm. because they are closer to people. Let's look at education. What is coming out? Sure. So education, um, naturally, people um, will mention education in the hopes that. Our youth will become educated and be able to um, grow the economy in the future. So this idea of um, growing the economy tends to bleed into all of the different ministries. It's um, it's quite interesting that people, especially now with the COVID and um, the 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 amount of uh, shrinkage that the economy has gone through, this is the of, sort of thing that's top of mind. So. When they speak about education, they want it for the economy to grow. And then specifically, they speak about not just education, but then quality education. And the way that would now be measured is that the education is actually standardized so that a public school would receive the same sort of education as a private school because we're in a situation where someone would therefore be buying their education. It puts um, others at a disadvantage, those that can't afford it. And then the way we would know that the Ministry of Education is performing um those tangible measurements would be uh things like the higher number of matriculants and graduates. They would monitor school attendance, um, they would see the matriculant pass rate, um, and then that the graduates the conversion of graduates to employment. So we have an increase in Um, graduates, but they're not an increase in youth employment or an increase in youth unemployment. That would be an inverse correlation and therefore that would be now a measurable KPI that the Ministry of Education is not performing. Okay, no, great stuff.
2: Um, I, mean, I can just maybe go back to the notion of, of quality education, uh, which needs to be afforded for both public and private. Um, um, that's obviously a very sticky issue in, in the country. We know that uh, we have um, a private provisioning of education, uh, of which accounts for less than 5% of the, of the schooling cohort, the last time I checked, and we have a fairly substantial um, public sector, uh, what is actually coming out in terms of how do we turn around the public sector, which accommodates the vast majority of South Africans? Did, you know, is there anything that is coming out in terms of
0: that? Yes, yeah, there are absolutely. And it's quite sad actually the, the results that the way we could, uh, help bolster it is they merely mention the essentials are missing. So the facilities or books or computers, those are the things that they don't have in a more public versus private school. And then, of course, the overcrowding in classrooms and et cetera. So when they want to talk about how to make it equal, they just want to make things better to start off with, just that the basics are met, that the ratio of student to teacher isn't too high, for example. So we're still um, trying to claw just for the essential services that we haven't even had time to think of these higher order things yet. No, no, the, the great stuff.
2: Maybe let me just bring in, um, you know, uh, Nikki here. I mean, these are very pertinent issues which are no brainer, create really, in terms of where South Africans are. What is sticking out for you as a as a research community, Nikki, in terms of these issues?
3: Um, yeah, I, I think what what is sticking out for for us is basically a measurability. Um, you know as as researchers we we would like to measure things and um we always want to you know, to, to make decisions based on on tangible numbers and and tangible um, facts um so um, as 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 Ciso has indicated that you know um, the what what the people are saying um through the research that we have done it's it's easy tangible stuff like um, they're saying, if we see less homeless people, then we know that um, the government is delivering on housing. If we see, um, you know, um, uh, computers in our schools and our education is comparable to that, uh, public education is comparable to to, to private education, um, then we know the government is performing. Similarly, in healthcare, people are talking about quality public healthcare, and... Um, people want a quality healthcare that is comparable to private healthcare you know um so that there is, is this equity in what in the services that the people are receiving so basically we believe that you can't um, manage what you cannot uh, measure so um so it, it the, the issue and difficulty right now that we're facing with government and the, the, the unhappiness that we're seeing amongst the the public is that yes, the government is doing things. At the, at the mere fact that it's not measurable, then it probably means it, it's not managed properly.
2: So I couldn't, ac- yes. I couldn't agree with you more. But as, as we're proceeding towards more of a, a a suggestive environment, which would support the administration to. To understand these issues better, uh, I want to bring in, you know, Dr. Falala here. Um, what what sort of thinking uh, do you have in terms of abstractions? Because I'm sure there's rich data that you have put together, uh, which could find expression in reconfiguration of the performance management system for the ministers. Um, how do we take this conversation to a higher level? Um, So that it doesn't end up uh, at high FM, it doesn't end up here, it goes beyond. Because those are some of the strategic uh, important considerations that we need to apply our minds on so that we are able to say to government, look how the people have expressed the need for tangible, measure, uh, measurable uh, uh, indicators. And yet for the ministers, uh, it's something, is something different. How do we, how do you pull out these issues? Is what you're thinking at this yes. point?
1: Yeah, I, I think that there needs to be a level of, um, at the concept level of simplification of, um, KPIs, because when you, when you speak to the people, the problems that they Discuss are not complicated. Um, and, and when you speak, when you look at the official KPIs, they are very complex and interwoven into each other. For instance, if you look at the Ministry of Finance, there's an expectation, uh, officially that it would help in terms of the creation of, of jobs, but there's also an ex- same expectation uh, with regards to the Minister of Labor um, So another thing That needs to, to play into this Is the fact that one ministry Cannot be a shining beacon On its own when other Ministries are not um, uh, Performing at, to a Similar level so the standard Needs to be raised uh, for All uh, cabinet ministries And the criteria For evaluation needs to be Simpler more transparent And easier to to measure, so I think that's the message that I think is coming out of this. That um, when we talk of, for instance, increase in gross domestic product as something that officially um, the government would like to do, what is the actual target? Is it five percent? Is it two and a half percent? And so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. To be more specific, and to be uh, in, in, uh, express things in measurable and simple t- terms.
2: No, thank you very much uh, for for that, Dr. Falala. But here's something that uh, just caught my attention as you were deliberating your response. For an example, the expectation from all departments or ministries to create jobs. Isn't that a fallacy in this day and age where, uh, you know, uh, we, we expect government to be creating jobs instead of government facilitating the environment? that would enable the private sector to create jobs. And, and this is more of an ideological, but also practical level, because the kind of what we find ourselves at, at the moment, somebody's listening and said, but is that, gov- is that a government's job to do that?
1: Yeah. Uh, so government uh, jobs uh, arise from a situation where you have a functional economy that is efficient. In other words, where the consumption is um, less than the production, where you have surplus, and uh, where the use of time, uh, for instance, at all levels of the economy, from the private sector through to SOEs to uh, government itself, is efficient. And when you do that, you then find that, uh, you create opportunities for new entrants into, into the market, into the job, into the job sphere. And, and this is where leadership needs to lead by example, for instance, in terms of short circuiting certain processes, in terms of making sure that delivery, things are delivered a lot faster than we are seeing right now at the moment. Certain policies are quite confusing. Take, for instance, right now, the situation that has been described whereby it's only the the national government that can procure vaccines. Um, Instead, for instance, of a situation whereby the government can legislate with regards to which vaccines and how they should be brought into the country and the private sector can then comply with, with those regulations and bring the vaccines in. So the system that we have is by design inefficient and by design, we are going to lose jobs. We are not going to create jobs. So it is a question of. Uh, self-diagnosis and looking at the fact that government, the way it is, cannot be a model of efficiency. And where it takes over processes, it actually naturally slows the economy down. And in so doing, it defeats its own purpose of, of growing the, the economy.
2: You know, I, I, would, I would agree with you, uh, you know, even more, particularly when we have had a series of diagnosis around what is the state capacity to deliver. Um, we know that the state does not have capacity to deliver, because the the bulk of the bureaucrats, they themselves need a whole lot of support. Because in the in, in the current environment, particularly with, with COVID, my view is that the state's capacity to deliver on healthcare, education, essential services, transport. Um, has been exposed uh you know by 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 in, in a sense that we not been, we have not been responsive as we ought to have been. So so which means this this kind of research that you have put together um, also highlights the the limitations of the current cohort of administration. Uh, which means for us to to take this country forward, we do need to appreciate the outcome of such research and elevate them uh, uh, to uh, to higher level, so that we can have a dialogue on on what is working and 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 try and fast track or amplify what is working in terms of of, of government efficiencies and what is not working. Um, you know, but clearly we, we're not at that level. My my take on on your research, personally, uh, uh, you know, uh, Nikki can come in here. Uh, how do we take this thing to a more of a dialogue session? Because we need more and more conversation on the model practices that are, are practical, implementable, based on empirical research, such such as such as this. Nikki, what you take of that on that on that?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely, and and I think we're finding that um, you know uh, from the government side there isn't a lot of um, um, research being done, you know, monitoring and evaluating you know, the programs that it it, um, it puts into place. Also, very little consultation with the people because um, this, the, you know, when we looked at this, we thought, um, and we looked so when we looked at the, the the official KPIs, you know, and and looking at our results, we thought, but. Um, shouldn't it have been better if the people were consulted to say, "But what did you expect? What do you want us to do?" Because in essence, government um, officials are appointed, are elected by the people, and what they deliver should be for the people. So it's important to always consult um, with the people Um, but it looks like that part has been forgotten for a while so um, going back to the people is what we've done and I think going forward um, you know programs that are developed by the government policies need to involve consultation um, with the people Um, there's nothing that can ever progress or go forward without uh, the voice of the people
2: I couldn't agree with him more. Perhaps maybe more, uh, I, um, you know, effectively, um, you know, getting men and women of substance from civil society organization, from academia, from NGOs, from private sector, people with experience because it's one thing to consult. Somebody still needs to drive the process. Somebody still have to implement the process. You know, the biggest issue we have in this country is that we have, you know, I mean, I had a conversation with the, 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 the COO of, um you know, black, uh, you know, black, uh, civil council. Um, he said to me, if South Africa was, uh, competing in, in, in the space of development plans, we'd be a medalist of note. You know, we're not in the space of development plans, but in the space of execution. With execution, you have to look at technical capability. You have to look at experience. You have to look at the know-how, which uh, this is one this is one issue that I think this we just needs to take forward in terms of bringing in expertise in specific areas, so that we are able to you know to to beef to up the capacity of state. That, that, that's my view. As we're wrapping up, maybe uh, uh Jason can come in here in terms of the way forward. From where you're sitting, what is the way forward, uh,
0: Jason? Well, you did say um, that the, you mentioned bureaucracy, and I thought that was quite interesting, and you said they um, they get slowed down by all the processes and what have you, and this is exactly what um, is happening here. So we've got all these long-winded KPIs, and what this now does is that it can remove accountability from um, – from the government's ministries themselves. So if they've got this long um, KPI, they are able to perhaps double speak their way out of it. Or if it's ill-defined, they are able to make an argument that they have actually reached um, their KPI in some sort of level. But when it becomes a lot more simplistic, then you are able to measure it in more black and white terms. In terms of a way forward, maybe um, it shouldn't be the government setting their own KPIs. Um, You did mention that coming together of uh, speaking to people, academics, maybe external um, parties should be the ones to be setting these KPIs, but research such as this, as well as more people um, uh, with industry um, knowledge. So, yes, as far as the way forward goes, I think there just needs to be an uncluttering and a more um, frank conversation around what the government needs to be doing for its people.
2: Lovely, lovely. Uh, Dr. Falala, literally 30 seconds as we're wrapping up your way forward on this brilliant initiative.
1: Yeah, um, Dr. Mbele, we are going to do the quantitative phase of the research, um, which means that we have a statistic, statistically valid sample and we'll do the analysis and uh, come back to you with a more conclusive finding. And with that level of accuracy that we're going to build into this, we'll be able to engage with various uh, stakeholders that are interested in the impact and um, of government and and its programs.
2: I think that's quite laudable, uh, Dr. Falada, Because what we may do as a station as well, once we are ready, you we could obviously the idea is to create a wave of a movement that speak about these particular issues. I'm sure the hard listeners uh, would be more than happy to look at or to see the quantitative aspect of the research, because that will speak volumes in terms of what are the patterns on those specific, um, you know, areas of research that you're looking at. Unfortunately, you are going to have leave it here, um, uh, colleagues. It has been an absolute pleasure, Dr. Falala, Thank you very much for honoring, uh, you know, us today. Uh, lovely, uh, Jason. Thank you very much, Doc. Thank you very much. You've been so kind, my brother. Niki Shonyana, the CEO of Working Together Group, thank you for coming through. Let's hope and build this kind of research output so that we're better able to inform the system moving forward. I thank you, ma'am.
3: Thank you. Thank you so much for having us.
2: You're most welcome There you are We had a very fascinating conversation With a trio there uh, That being, you know, Sifiso Falala Who's the CEO of PLASNET for Research As um, joined by Jason Bivius, uh, uh, who is the senior researcher At the uh, plas for Research And last but not least Ninki Shonyana, Who is the CEO of uh, Working Group uh, Together um, Unfortunately, we're going to leave it there um, We're going to have to do this again Sometimes next week in the meantime do stay safe and let's do you know let's definitely build the country and take it forward sir, and we we'll thank you for you know navigating the ship uh, I wouldn't have done it without you let's do this again again okay? thank
1: you hi fm your station of choice since 2008